Hello, hello. You're now listening to Awesome Mixtape Volume 1 with DJ Pre. And in today's episode, which was recorded back in November 2020, today is now March 30th. Why am I putting it on so late? Well, I am a person and uh, this was a, or this is a hobby right now. <laughs> so there, that's why. Um, so with Gabriel, I've already interviewed him as well. That was back in November. You can catch that episode with with the one with Mike Via, with, 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 with. Um, and then there is DJ, Mr. Lee. Hey, Mr. Lee, DJ. Just can't talk right now. This is actually my like fourth edit here. So I'm just going to stick with this one. Both hailing from California. Gabe from Bakersfield. Lee from Los Angeles. They both run very significant, awesome uh, businesses. Different from each other, but also quite equally awesome. Um, you're going to listen to both their interviews. And again, um, not edited. Uh, it's just super raw. Um, I hit play and that's what you are getting. So, all right. Enjoy. Hope you are sitting back, relaxing or going for a walk or washing dishes. And uh, yeah, let me know if uh, what you like, what you didn't like. The link for you to reach me is in the description of this podcast. All right, let's go. It's going. <laughs> yes, round two, but really it's actually the first one, but I, yeah. Yeah, because I kind of hijacked uh, Michael's last time. My bad. That's okay. I I enjoyed it very much. I, you know, you have a lot to say, man. It was like really fun chatting with you and um, could have, well, we did. We talked for a fucking long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. It was good though. Was yeah, good. it was so good. Like, how are you doing? Like, you guys are super busy, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. We've been, we've been fortunate, man. We've been grinding, grinding hard. You know, so we we've uh, we've stayed busy. These uh, past three months have been insane. You know, hoping December kind of uh, changes around. Unfortunately, December is usually our busiest month of the year. Mm -hmm. We have um, December. We normally have about anywhere between eighteen and twenty-four events in a three-week span. So. Yeah, it's it's insane. <laughs> nice, good. I'm so happy for you. That's so great. Keep it alive. There's like hope. <laughs> well, you know what? Yeah, the the only thing is with COVID, a lot of like my huge ones, the the big big ones, ended up having to postpone. Or um, right now, because they're loosening up the grips here, at least where I'm from, um, they are. Uh, they're thinking about just doing it smaller, so smaller scale. So I'm hoping they still do it really, like, uh, they like a lot of pizzazz and sparkle, and that's where a lot of my money comes from, is just a ton of lighting, a ton of special effects. Um, and then I DJ, so usually it's it's really good, but I just got to see, it's playing it day by day, really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You're doing good. You guys are both doing good. Yeah, uh, yeah I know I have my care because um, we, we're doing the interview. And then since I have the late nights, 
spot. Uh, you know, his daughter goes to sleep and she's, you know, little baby. So my kids are older. Uh, so he's, I was like, yo, come to my house. We got to set up, make sure that my Twitch is working and make sure it sounds good and everything. So we're all struggling back here in the, in the back. What, what people don't see is the struggle, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one is actually really easy. All you had to do was click a link. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. We're all like, where am I going to do it? And then I saw the StreamYard uh, invitation. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's where we're going to go. Yeah. Easy. Easy one. Yeah. I had no idea you had kids. So you have two. I have two. Two boys. Yeah. Two boys. 11 and uh, nine. No way. The little one that showed up the last time, that was my nine-year-old. That's my oh. mini-me. Oh, my yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be something. He's handsome. Yeah, he's gonna be something. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. What are their personalities like? Uh, well, my oldest is he's more reserved. He's kind of just like he he's chill. Um, super bookworm. My boy loves to read and just learn things. My little man. He he's basically a mini me. Like he's twerking around the house. He's out there, you know, he's like, Dad, yeah, check this workout. He'll throw it back and <sighs> super energetic, just energy for days. But, you know, it's just totally, totally opposite. Totally opposite. Oh, man. So what do they think of, like, their dad being this, you know, amazing DJ and doing, like, big parties all the time? Yeah, you know what? Um, COVID kind of... Uh, COVID kind of put things in perspective with, at least for me, because I was, um, uh, you know, with DJing, you're gone a lot, you know, and especially owning the company. It's, it's one of those things that I was just like, I knew I worked a lot, but I didn't know I worked a lot until COVID hit. And I was like, I have, do I, you know, you fall into this funk because you're just like, what am I going to do now? I'm so used to being on the run and so used to like traveling here and doing this and doing that. And now it's like nothing, nothing, nothing. So uh, they, you know, they, they got used to it pretty quick. They, they, it was hard for them to understand uh, why dad couldn't go to birthday parties and why he wasn't there for uh, like the major, major things, you know? And so uh, it, uh, it's like a toll, you know, but um, uh, when I first started DJing, uh, I was working at a bank, so I worked two, two jobs. I was a financial advisor for seven years and then DJing on the side with the trailer loaded in the parking lot and, hey, boss, can I go early because I got to go set up and, you know, so I've, I've been through it all. Oh, and we want to hear about all this. Um, I'm just waiting for, well, we were just waiting for the raid to come on over so everybody can come into this room. So you're going to share all that juicy stuff. Go. Let's go. We just got to wait. <laughs> no, and, and honestly, um, like, uh, you're, you're awesome for putting this stuff together. You know, it's, it's been, it's been, um, it's been very interesting. You know, I didn't, I didn't think I was gonna vibe in, in the, uh, the virtual world because I'm such a people person. Mm -hmm. But um, my boy, that's why I'm glad I have, man. I, I, even, even uh, I tell him all the time, like, 
see, I need to get another you, Mike. You know, because Mike is just, he's the man. Oh. So definitely, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad fate brought us together. And uh, I can speak on how we met a little bit and stuff like that yeah. when, when the race comes over. Because I don't think many people know. They just think we're like cousins or something. We're just like two homies. Uh, forever forever uh entwined he's my he's my boo (laughs) (laughs) do you want to come into the picture mike yeah michael she she wants to see her pretty face come here she we're not on the raid yet it's just it's just us three come here boo (laughs) show me your bitties oh hello <laughs> yeah so yeah all he's, right um, he, he's he's what up ah, what up what up <laughs> now the raid is coming through now we're all yeah. definitely here okay very awesome um excellent and i've got gabriel gozaro here and uh you know i was interviewing uh mike last week and then he jumped on and we actually went on for like another couple hours just talking so um but i'm gonna get him to retract and then talk about how you guys met you and mike and then um about the dj before banking you know like way before banking and then i'll i'll leave it all right cool So where do you want me to start? Do are we waiting for more people? That, nope, I, you're I, good. You're good. You're good. Okay. So uh, let let's start with I guess me and Mike how we, how we started our relationship and how everything went went through. Um, let let me start off by saying Mike has been like the man in the company. This this guy has taken the social vibe from like really good to like some next level like i'm super excited about you know how 2020 is ending i mean for what it is and the the uh oh volume's really low okay hold on let me try to go like this let me try to do this what about this can y'all hear me now maybe because i'm trying not to be all like all loud but all right here we go (laughs) so the way uh, the way me and my boy Mike met was uh, funny. Um, I talk uh, I, I'm I talk a lot uh, about you know doing a, a mastermind with DJs and teaching them what to do to like elevate their business and 10x their business and things of that nature. Um, and that mastermind's coming soon. It's it's just finalizing. But um, the way I met Mike is I did my homework. I do my homework on everybody around me so whoever is a dj um you know the quote unquote competition i do my homework what are they doing how much are they charging where are they spinning who's uh looking at them where do they have residencies and that's basically how um i came across mike he has he had a a residency at at a venue that i was trying to get in at and I was like, who is this? I've, I've never heard of Trifecta DJ. I've never heard of Mike Vio. Like, who is this cat? So um, the funny thing is, is they were having an open house at the venue. And uh, I went and I was telling people, I'm getting married. Uh, you know, what are your prices and everything? And he gave me the spiel, you know. 
and in my head I was like, all right, I like this. He's he knows, you know, he has a good charisma, um, but his sales game was just like, oh, you know, I was just like, I know I can help this guy. Like, oh my gosh, he, he you know, and but I, I felt something like right away. I was just like, all right, we're, we're eventually something's gonna happen. Left it there, and uh, months down the line, through a mutual friend who uh, we wanted to bring into the business as like a trio. Um, we finally met in person and uh, had a couple drinks and just a good vibe overall. And um, that that's kind of history at, at the end. It was just, it was fate. We ended up really connecting um, the third party. He was a younger cat. So he was, he was very, uh, you know, it was just very more of him instead of like a family and a team. And uh, Mike being older, he's, you know, he's, my age and stuff so we just connected in a different level like business family um goals and uh what what do we want to achieve what do we want to grow as like a unit not individually but as like a team and so that's kind of what just like melted my heart i was like yeah you you my man you my man boo now man so it was uh it was a it was a good time it was a good time and it's been one of the best decisions that I, I mean, I've made, I don't know about him. I can't speak for him, but, um, uh, at least for me, I'm, I'm so happy that he's part of the family and, um, you know, the post that I've been putting, we're trying to grow the family, but the amount of work we have in 2021, is just, it's insane. And a lot has to do with like Twitch and the online stuff. So I'm super happy that you're doing this super happy a lot of like my out-of-state gigs have come because oh i saw you on back when facebook was a thing oh i saw you on facebook and oh your latin vibes is what we need when we have djs like you here i was like you ain't you ain't never gonna find a dj like me girl mm -mm. <laughs> it was just like you could call me all state because you in good hands <laughs> i love it <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's how that's how we met and how we became family. And um, you know, we're we're taking a trip to Iowa on uh, Monday to speak at a DJ retreat out there. So we got invited to be speakers out there, and super excited that that we can we can build build the brand and build uh, build each other up. I think this is amazing. This is uh, DJ Kleiss. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, and, he has a good little thing, man. I, I was I was very surprised. I was uh, I was uh, we we had a we had a little uh, brief meeting the other night, and once he kind of told me how it's all coming together, I was like, okay, okay, I could yeah, I could dig this, you know. So yeah, it's 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 gonna be a good time. Oh, nice! A little DJC over in Iowa. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Very cool. Um, all right, so. There was, uh, again, we had spoken after Mike's interview last week, so we're kind of maybe picking off from there, but, uh, okay. or maybe not. No, we're going to backtrack it. And then yeah, yeah, uh, who are you before DJ and then before the banker job? Yeah, so uh, it all started, um, I was born in Los Angeles, California, born to, you know, uh, I'm the youngest of four kids. Uh, so I'm the baby of the family, hence the hyperness and probably like just doing whatever I want to do and getting away with it, I guess. Uh, it, it just started at a young age. 
so I'm the youngest of four kids and grew into a very religious family. Um, my mom had us in a church choir since I could walk. So I've, I've sang in the church choir with my brothers ever since I could remember. I mean, my uncles and everybody tell me that I was three years old singing at the top of my lungs. Um, sang that and then at an early age, I want to say it was like nine, uh, even earlier they were trying to recruit me to sing mariachi um, just because I had a pretty powerful voice when I sung. So uh, finally, reluctantly, my mom let me sing for a little bit. So I sang a few years with mariachi. I played the guitar with them um, while still doing the, the church choir thing. Then a little later down the line, um, my on my 11th birthday, my uh, parents or Santa Claus brought me a drum set. And at 11 years old, I started playing the drums. Um, my brothers thought, yo, we can we can do something. We know all, you know, all this music. We, we play all the time. We're always singing let's start a band and so the four brothers started a band and uh we we did pretty damn good we played some good gigs we opened up for good people um played at festivals uh and, and things of that nature and so i've always been around music uh always 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 and so that that's kind of where my my love and my passion for music comes is I grew into it. My dad was always playing uh, music, my sister. So my music, uh, the eclecticness of my music spectrum comes from my dad and my sister. My dad, of course, uh, he, he loved all the Spanish ballads, um, all the old school, like, uh, you know, stuff like Sabor a Mi, Los Panchos, Los Bukis, all that Latin stuff, um, cumbias my dad would just play gumbias and dance throughout the house and then my sister was the rebel of the family so she was into like more of the alternative rock um stuff like lenny kravitz and four non blondes and things of that nature so i really got a, a taste of like what she liked um smashing pumpkins uh you know later on it was like red hot chili peppers and things of that nature so um we really we really dove into um like just a wide range of music and that that's kind of like the early years up to up until maybe um i'd want to say 17 is when the group broke up because my older brothers of course decided to get married and everything like that and so once babies came and it just became hard to travel and do all that do all the roadie stuff so um uh fast forward a little bit the way i can i go into how i became a dj i guess of course okay so fast forward a little bit uh uh my mom's birthday party we were planning her 60th birthday party um and it was a surprise birthday party we were trying to go big we got a band a group that we all liked as brothers and we thought, okay, well, should we hire a DJ because bands usually play like a mixtape and it's all whack. Um, so we were talking about it and I was just like, bro, like we have a crap ton of CDs. Like we, I mean, I was a Napster king. That's how I made money growing up. So I burnt <laughs> CDs. 
I mean, don't, sorry, don't take me to jail, but I sold, I was a hustler. I mean, Napster, mix CDs and everything like that. And so we had CDs for days. Um, and I just told them, hey, why don't we just get the stuff? We have the speakers, we have all the major components. Let's just get me a dual CD player and I think I can do it. My dad said, cool. He, uh, he got me the, oh my gosh. It was um, ADJ dual CD player, a Behringer four channel mixer. Um, and he built me a standing coffin. That thing was heavy as hell. I mean, so my dad by trade was a, a craftsman. So he loved to build everything around our house. Um, so he built me this tank, heavy as hell, but I was so proud of it. I was like, yes, I got me a little DJ set, everything. Bought the, oh my gosh. I, I, I think about it and I'm just like, I guess we all have to start somewhere, but the spewy lights, all, oh my God, it was horrible. But bought just a little menage a trois of lights behind me and um, we did it. I, I ended up playing the gig, uh, didn't think anything of it. I just had fun. I uh, played Selena, of course, because my family's into cumbias, merengue. So I played all the stuff that they wanted to hear um, and didn't think anything of it. At the end of the night, a lady came up and asked for my business card. That's when you became pro. Like, um, <laughs> I don't have one, but I can give you my cell phone number. And she's like, I want to hire you for my daughter's quinceanera. How much do you charge? Uh, uh, I don't know. Um, and I just blurted out the first number that came to my mind. I was, uh, what was I? 18 when I started. So I said, uh, 25 bucks an hour. Oh, <laughs> 25 bucks an hour. Cause at that time I was, I was working at a gaming store and I was making what, like six seventy five. So I was like, I'll just shoot for the sky. 25 bucks an hour. She looked at me and she was just like, I remember this because it, it'll never leave my memory unless I get dementia. But um, she said, no, for real. I was like, is that, is that too much? She's like, mijo, that's little. That's like too, too small. I was like, okay, so let's do this. Pay me 25 bucks an hour. Don't tell anybody that I charged you this and we'll see where this goes. And I remember she's like, okay, cool. So that event, I made a, a whopping 250, you know, for what I play, you know, like 10 hours. It was crazy. It was, it was ridiculous amount of time, but I did it. I, I enjoyed it. And the rest is history. It just became a referral based business for me. And, um, just went on. I, I mean, it got me to leave that gaming store. Uh, then I went into banking because that gaming store had me working weekends and I couldn't work weekends if I wanted to do this. So I was like, I got to find a job. Uh, worked for Bank of America for uh, about two, two and a half years, uh, still doing the DJing thing. And in Bank of America, I ended up DJing for my boss's quinceanera, uh, her daughter's quinceanera. Got a bunch of clients because, of course, I'm chit-chatting as a teller. I'm like, oh, yeah, I DJ on the side. And, oh, give me your card. And it 
again, I didn't think anything of it. I just thought, man, this is so much fun. I like doing it. So I went from 25 bucks an hour and jumped up to a whopping 45 bucks an hour. I thought I was balling. I was like, what, what, 45 bucks an hour? I'm making more than oil field workers, you know? And um, was just enjoying life and, uh, you know, got another banking job at a credit union. And I mean, and just, just DJed on the side. It was, it was all a hobby for me and just fun until I really realized, man, I can, I can make a lot of money doing this. You know, I just got to do it right. And, um, and I started just grinding, hustling, doing what I need to do, going out, talking to people, networking. And, um, there was a, a larger company, uh, where I'm from they started noticing. And for years I was trying to get in. I was trying to get in. I was like, yo, let me work for you guys. I just want to DJ. Like I'm good and blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. Uh, again, I was still young and they finally noticed me when I started getting into schools. So they had the schools locked down, like on point. And I started doing weddings that they were trying to get. I was doing schools that they were trying, you know, that they had already a foot in and uh that that basically drew attention like who is this little ass brown person thinking he could come in and mess with the big dogs you know and um they called me in befriended me i subcontracted for them for a little bit great reviews of course you know because i i always try to do my best and uh they offered me a position and at that point i was just like oh heck yeah i can dj for a living so i worked for them for a few years and that's kind of when I realized you know my kids started coming and um it was just it, it was a tough situation because you know uh my my youngest is in April my oldest is in September those are huge wedding months at least here in California huge um so I could never get the weekends off missing birthdays like crazy family reunions like crazy and that's kind of when I realized you know what I can't do this anymore I can't be told when to DJ um who to DJ for I knew I was way better than that I, I was just I was because I, I was started to hate not hate but started dislike DJing because it was forced upon me and it wasn't like do it because you love it. Uh, do it because you really engage with this couple or something like that. So ended up taking off. It was a hard decision, you know, because I had two kids at home, a mortgage, you know, I, I got bills to pay and what the hell am I going to do? Um, but luckily, you know, I always kept my my relationships, all my, my vendors. Um, you know, after I left, I said, hey, I know you guys have a relationship with this company. Um, but now I'm on my own, I'm, I'm my own person. And if you guys ever want to use me, uh, you know, I don't want to step on toes, but Hey, I'm here. And, uh, um, that's kind of what grew my business is the fact that, you know, they loved me so much. Uh, they said, I, I don't go for the company. I go for you. And, you know, hearing those, those remarks just kind of like, really let me know I, I have something special you know and so um i started the social vibe and um it's been it's been a pretty awesome ride 
these past few years it's been it's been awesome so that's kind of the sh short short version of of how i became a dj a little bit of my life and everything like that oh my goodness <clears throat> that is a ride and now yeah. with social with social vibe where it's at uh so when you started your own company what year was that and then how did you grow it to where it is now um started the social vibe i left uh i left that company in 2016 um and prior to the social vibe so <laughs> this is the funny part my first company name i had my first company for about six years um that was party boy productions and uh i don't know if many people if many people so <laughs> the name came about let me retract just a little bit because this is the funny part but I was supposed to be G-Men Productions because I wanted to do it with my brothers. I was like, hey, we could do this. You guys help me out. Like, we let's start DJing. So we were Garzaro. So I was like, G-Men Productions and let's do it. And for a little bit, it was fine. But of course, they, they fell off. And um, uh, I had to come up with some because I was like, well, I'm, it's not G-Men Productions. It's just me, you know? And if anybody out there has seen... Um, the movie Jackass, there was a character that used to do the party boy scene and he was in a full track suit and he would go into stores and he would dance and he would rip off his pants and, um, and he would just be in like a mankini. I wouldn't do that, but I would do the whole like, you know, and uh, they started calling me party boy and that's how it, it stuck. I was like, I'll be party boy productions. You know, so that that's how it went for Party Boy Productions. Uh, 2016, I started the Social Vibe Up, and it was just a one-man crew again, back to myself, uh, doing everything, setting up, taking down. Um, but luckily, throughout all the years of experience, I knew about production, how to call on people, how to, you know, grab crew to help me set up. And... Um, just quickly grew that in year number three, that's when it really exploded for me. I, I started getting traction, uh, started getting DJs under me, um, had about, uh, uh, four DJs that, that were consistent, uh, on, on the social vibe. And then, um, year last year, uh, at the tail end of 2018, Mike and I were talking about joining forces and how we're going to do it and everything like that. Um, and speaking of his company and my company, I just had a little bit more of like uh, the, the groundwork already laid out. And so he made the decision to come over to the social vibe. And um, the past year has just grown from like, you know, uh, 200 events a year to man, I mean, double that. We've been, we've been crazy blessed about doing the amount of gigs we do. And now we're doing the movie nights and stuff. So that keeps us busy during the week and the weekend to fill in. Um, we're the only company out here doing uh, the, the social booth and people love that thing. So um, that keeps us busy as well. And we're just marketing it, you know, he's, he's out there hustling. And then, um, uh, yeah, just doing it just doing it like that <laughs> oh you guys are hard workers and it really shows um in your instagram just like when you're out there talking to you guys um 
I think, uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's really inspirational, you know, for you guys to still be continuing to do what you can do during this time. Yeah. So, I mean, thank goodness for movie nights. <laughs> yeah, thank, thank goodness for, for movie nights. Thank goodness for, for people just getting extremely tired of being locked down. And uh, luckily, at least for here, we were able to do outdoor events at a certain capacity. So we've been we've been really really fortunate that that's happened because we're we're having weddings you know 150 people 200 people um of course there's the underground stuff that have 300 and 400 people weddings and stuff but is that happening i mean we've done some um they they've just you know done the whole no social media no posting type thing like the yeah. stuff that kylie jenner tried to do but they exposed her but mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah okay <laughs> yeah so i mean at the end of the day that i i tell people because I, I get a lot of phone calls from a lot of my brides and they're all like we still want to do it and at the end of the day i tell them look you paid me to do a service um whatever precautions that we have to take we'll take them but we're going to be there for you i'm not going to bail out on on your on your big day uh, we'll make things happen you know, so uh, luckily we haven't had to cancel on anybody. We've been fortunate enough to, you know, stay safe when we're performing. And, um, you know, both Mike and I stay really, really busy. Some of our DJs have opted to stay home. Um, some have brand new babies. And so we totally understand. Um, we find solutions. We, we have a good network of DJs that we subcontract. Uh, but come 2021 that that's basically going to stop we're just if, if we don't have a dj in-house like a social vibe family dj uh we're just going to decline the gig you know i, I feel like uh if if anybody's going to work for us they should be family and that's that's kind of what we're building here it's not uh i'm not the boss uh they're not employees they're they're friends and family you know they're brothers or sisters and so i feel like when you have that type of, of vibe it just works better Oh yeah, I agree. And um, uh, so just one more question here. So who would be like, you're obviously gonna be looking for somebody that fits that role. What mm -hmm. is, what are you looking out for? So maybe for you watchers out there. Okay, so I, I, I was always looking for somebody like me, right? I, I always was like, I need somebody energetic. I need somebody that's on the microphone hype. Uh, but that that is, is just it's not going to happen. I, I realize quickly there's not going to be another Gabriel. Um, there's not going to be another Mike. Uh, so I just want somebody that's passionate. That's the, the, the biggest thing is that when you get behind those tables, when you speak to people, when you're there in front of vendors and uh, a coordinator, I want you to be passionate. Um, and uh, and this is the thing, you know, Mike and I have been speaking about kind of opening markets in other places. We've had interest with with other DJs that are wanting to come on, but they're in a different city or a different state. And so we're, we're really looking into expanding the social vibe to be kind of a nationwide brand. Um, and at the end of the day, it's just passion. You have to be passionate. You have to love what you're doing and just be um, uh open to the family mentality. A family is never perfect, but a family will work together. A strong bond will always work together to get to the next step, you know, no matter what. So um, mm -hmm. 
th those are the main characteristics I'd say that that I'm looking for when when hiring uh, and not even hiring. So I say adopting. We're looking to adopt and grow the family because when you're adopted, you're part of the family. When you're hired, you're just you're an employee. So I'm not going to hire you. I want to adopt you. And so it's going to take a while. But if, if you're looking to get adopted into a family that will love you as much as you love it, the social vibe, man. Yes. And if you guys, for those of you that have not watched the dynamic between Mike and Gabriel, it is, it is love it's so much. It, I adore them so much. And actually, you're going to see Gabriel. Um, we're going to just bring in Lee over here because he's the next interv our interviewee. Um, but you're going to watch Gabriel play. Uh, so he's actually going to be starting right after uh, we disconnect here. And then yeah, I have an interview with Lee. And then we're going to raid over to Gabriel. And you're going to watch what he does. <laughs> he is so, my face hurts after watching his sets because I'm like. My, I'm sweating. <laughs> I sweat too. I, I sweat too. And, uh, you know, and, and, and that's the thing. So, again, you'll you'll see me go in. And then if, if anybody out there is interested in what we're doing, um, DM me. Uh, again, we're starting a mastermind to help people, whether you want to join the family or start your own family. Hey, we're, we're, we're here to help you guys out. So just DM me and um, let's grow together. This industry has to grow together. It's it's not about you versus me. It's about hey, let let's build something better for everybody. You know, mm -hmm. I've always wanted to be adopted. So <laughs> I, I just want. I've just been waiting because I just got to make sure I go to a good home. You know. Hey man, uh, we we feed you. We 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 feed you. We, uh, and tell Mike. Hey, I I mean. That boy, that boy loves to eat, so I make sure he eats good. <laughs> the guys always, the guys always tell uh, guys, it's not even me, but they're all like, "Yo, boss pays good." I'm like, because I always feel like when you treat people good, that th there's no re don't give them a reason to leave. You know, if, if there's problems and arguments, hash it out, duke it out, whatever you need to do. But at the end of the day, let's make ourselves better. You know, and so uh, I thank you, Pre, for for this opportunity to to speak a little bit and go on a tangent. But yeah, I go on at uh, ten thirty and do my little thing. Uh, Gabriel, it's always really great to talk to you. It's um, you know, there's we cut through all the kind of surface stuff and go like right to it, and uh, I appreciate that. So thank you so much. And um, so I've just put a link there in the comment for you guys. That is specific to Gabriel. And um, if there's something that I missed here on the interview or, you know, there's something that he didn't touch on that he, you guys would like to hear about, we're going to bring him in for, a, I guess it'd be a second interview, but it's really like a third interview. Um, <laughs> or it's not even, I'm not even going to call it interviews anymore. It's probably going to be just like. Just family a, time. Family let's go, time. Let's go with family time. Family time. I like it. <laughs> That's what we shall do. So hit that up and then I give him some good uh, love notes and um, we'll see you in your set. Gabriel. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Thank you the, so the one, much. Gabriel, the one note you're never going to get is that you need more energy in your set. You guys kill it every time, man. You look like you are having more fun than anybody on Twitch every time uh, I see you guys. One last thing I will tell people. Believe it or not, I am really an introvert. I, I do not <laughs> like to be, but music. You put me around music, I'm the biggest extrovert. So music has the power to like 
do anything and you see it here with me, it, it's just, it, it moves me. You know what I mean? And, and that's what it is. And so that's why I do what I do because I love to do it. Uh, music is a universal language, you know, uh, no matter, no matter what language you speak, music is definitely something that everybody feels on the same level. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So thank you for sharing uh, with us your music because it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's a nice, beautiful flavor. Yeah, got to be the being on the team. Gotta being be on the, the team. Being on the team. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Thanks so much. See you in the so much. See you in your stream. <laughs> Alrighty. We'll see ya. See ya. Bye bye. And hello, hey Mr. DJ. Hey. What's up? <laughs> What's up? Great set, man. Oh, thanks. Thanks. It was fun. Uh I had a I had a, a couple of virtual events and the second one was the 80s theme. It was a company that was celebrating its 35th anniversary. So we did like a 1985 theme. And so I built out some backgrounds and thought, I'm lazy. Why not just use them for tonight? Because it's so much fun. Who doesn't oh, love it? Oh, it's perfect. And I saw some movies in there that uh, I just recently watched. Bloodsport, Van Damme. Yes. Yeah, I watched that just <laughs> recently. So got to see him a little, yeah, in your little bit of, um, yeah. And you're really great with the videos and the overlays. Thank you. Funny story about Van Damme. I did, um, I, you know, I'm in LA and so I'll humble brag for a minute. I've done a few premiere parties and um, years back he released a movie, which was amazing if you guys haven't seen it, called uh, JCVD, which was kind of loose. He was playing himself. And uh, it's really funny. He's basically yeah, yeah. going to a bank and the bank gets robbed and everyone's like, do something. And he's like, I'm not really an action hero. I'm just an actor. It's a funny movie, but we did. I was playing the premiere party and he comes in and he was like on the dance floor and popping bottles and having the time of his life. And he came over and he was like asking for requests. And I was like, oh man, all right. Like, and I was totally catering to him. And, and then I, the more I thought about it, I was like, he hasn't aged a day. And I was like, and man, he's a little bit smaller than I thought. And it was his body double. <laughs> I was like, he showed up like at the very end and walked in the door. And I've like, I've never gotten, I've never, I felt so stupid, but I was like, are you kidding me? I was like playing all the requests and like, whatever you need, man, whatever you need. And it, his body double is living large. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great story. Oh my goodness. Who told you finally? No, because he, John Claude walked in. Oh yeah. Okay, and I was like, oh shit. I was like, who's this fool? <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> what a great story. And okay, hey, Mr. DJ Lee. Lee is your name and you're from LA. Share about who you are and where you're at in your business. Um, I've been, I mean, obviously 2020 was kind of a dumpster fire for a lot of people, but there, there's always a blessing and a gift. And um, I was like critically burned out in 2019, I'm sure people can relate like solopreneurs, business owners, DJs. I know you know, because we've talked about this a lot. Um, scarcity versus abundance mindset, you know, and when you're in a, it, I didn't even realize how much I operate in a scarcity mindset until a motorcycle accident I had in 2018. 
And then I had a lot of clarity and I was like totally Zen and all gratitude and had balance again. And it only took six, eight months for me to just slide back into um, grinding uh, and, and not doing any self-care. And, uh, and also because I was like, oh, business dipped a little because of the accent. And so I got to really hit it hard. Um, looking at competitors, you know, having FOMA. And so 2019, and, uh, you know, I worked with a business coach, which really helped me. I never bothered to count how many events I had. So it's just like, is the calendar open? I'll book it, book it, book it, book it, book it. And um, so when COVID hit, I actually went into a depression. And at first I thought the depression would be, was because of like refunding clients and, and all of that. And then I realized that it was actually the first time in, since the accident that I had empty space, you know, stillness, and I was unhappy and burned out. And I was just, just burying myself in work. Um, avoidance is work for, I'm sure for a lot of people work is like a great avoidance tactic. And um, so to, to bring it full circle, it took a, it took a, it took a little bit um, of work and self-work and, and then I had to dig myself out of the funk and, um, you know, my business coach and my therapist said like, when in your career have you ever taken two or three months off and just done whatever you wanted and not worried about it? And I was like, never, and of course, never. So they said, why don't you do that since you have no choice? <laughs> and it was like, that's what you pay a therapist for is to say obvious shit. And you're like, of course. So for most of this year, once I kind of got through that, I've just been coasting and I've been fortunate that some work is still coming in. I'm getting some virtual events. I did. Ha I have done a couple weddings. And I, so now I'm in I'm in a like really good place where I, I just surrender to what's beyond my control. Um, and I'm not worrying about the business. You know, I, I'm I try to stay in touch with my DJs and um you know, be supportive and uh, get back to the, the event community where I can. But this was a time to really kind of turn inward and um, dial down the inner critic voice uh, and uh, do some self-work. So long answer, but um, it's, you know, it's, it's the ups and downs of 2020, but right now things are good. Oh, um, that's like, a, that's a great answer. And uh, you touched on a lot of points there. Um, you know, with 2020, uh, I think for most of us, when before COVID hit, uh, we were pretty much like on the top of the top of our game and whatever the top could be. I think like what you said, it was just a lot of busyness. And, um, you know, why do we do that? Like, uh, it's a little bit of workaholism, really, mm -hmm. you know, addicted to work. Um, uh, it could be a variety and myriad of stuff. And now with 2020, hitting so hard the way that it is. And um, yeah, then realizing like, wow, it, how I've been kind of behaving, accepting every single gig that came my way, um, not being able to say no, like what am I avoiding? And then, you know, it can't just be myself. I bet there was like a lot of people too, having to face this thing where it's like, you know, I've been keeping myself busy with a lot of things to do all the time. But now it's like, I'm stuck with myself now and uh oh my god myself <laughs> yeah what, what could that be because that inner critic is um it's different for everybody but it's uh something that we all struggle with 
um, that uh, inner voice that tells you things that uh, aren't always necessarily true or to your benefit. Yeah, I mean, I had I, I, sh I share this just in the hopes that it resonates with someone. I had a mini break, well, a significant breakthrough with my therapist. And it's funny, after years, you know, she's like, fucking finally a breakthrough, um, which was the inner critic voice. I've always operated assuming that that's my motivator, like the voice that's always like, you should be doing this, you should be doing that, you're not busy enough. People are are past surpassing you, you know, um, and so I've always had this fear that if I don't have that voice, then I won't do anything. And um, and so we dialed in, and she's like, "Well, who is that voice? You know, was it your mom? Was it your dad? Like, where does that voice come from?" And I was bullied a lot growing up, and I forget the clinical term, but almost like um, Stockholm Syndrome, like when someone's kidnapped and then they start to identify with their captors. There's something called like, um, I forget what it's called. It's a clinical term, Google it people, but the, uh, manifesting, taking on you know behaviors that were put onto you. And so I realized that the inner critic voice is actually a manifestation it, because the voice is never kind, it's never encouraging. It's always demeaning and degrading, but it masks as motivate, you know, motivating. Um, and then once I was able to label it and be like, oh, that's that voice is a, is not me. It's a bully voice. Like, fuck that guy. And um, and and then it's been it's been a, a pretty quick process of being able to just turn that volume down whenever whenever I hear it start to, to chat up and be like, oh, you should be doing more. Of course, everybody, it's like with COVID, too, it's like how are you pivoting? Like, what have you, I have you learned three languages and overhauled your business and, you know, built out an extension to your home. And so it's the voice, if you have it on your own is enough. And then you're surrounded by all this pressure to be doing more with your time. So it really became imperative that I, I, and the other thing I'll say, uh, because I'm obviously talking a lot tonight is, um, is for me, there was a misnomer that like self-work isn't real work. Like work is work. And then, and so I was able to realize like taking time off and actually just doing self-work is as important, if not more important than going out and finding gigs, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, this is your interview. So we want to hear you talk, not myself. <laughs> it's all about yes. you. Oh, by the way, it was really exciting being backstage. I haven't been backstage. It's like, yeah, this is cool. StreamYard. What? Woo. Do you like your green room? <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Did you like that waiting room? You I told in? DJ on point I was looking for my bowl of Skittles, but he said, oh. he said you guys had cutbacks. Oh my goodness. Yeah, we're on a budget now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, next time when we, we bring you in. Um, but, uh, yeah, in terms of, uh, the inner voice that's going inside and why is it, why does it manifest in its way in the way that's coming out? Like it's, you know, looking out for you when it's actually hindering you. And when do you find that it triggers for you? And what do you do at that time when you're just like, okay, catching yourself to like, okay, is that true? Is it not? Because, you know, self-work is, um, I'll keep this short because it's your interview, but um, self-work is incredibly um, important, probably the most, because you do not want to be a walking red flag, guys. There is, everybody has shit on their shoulders and stuff like that. And I know that everybody is going through a bunch of 
trials and tribulations here and, and you know, some more than the others or maybe less or whatever, but that whole comparison game too, and that's where you have to catch yourself. When you talk about those things, you have to be like, you know what, I can only handle myself right now. And if you can take care of yourself, mm -hmm. then you can, you know, if you're good inside, you know, like if there's war inside here, there will always be war out there. So um, I've heard it a bunch of times somewhere. I don't know where I got it from, but definitely, you know, if you're not doing super well in here or in here and, you know, these two are not like aligned, then choices that you make are going to take you down a path that, you know, sometimes you might, might not even be able to get back from easily depending on where you're at. Um, mm -hmm. So you have to really watch it and only you can figure that out. You know, um, I think, it's tough when, you know, when you're 16 and then um, that's when you should be kind of like leaving the house. And then, you know, you're considered an adult, I guess, around 17. I don't know. I think that's kind of like when I left was then. But, um, you know, it's just like then where is that nurturing still that goes on till that point? You know what I mean? Like pass yeah. into adulthood because you still need to be working on yourself. Um, just because you're a child doesn't mean that that's the only time you get attention. But then it's like you get attention from other people. But then after when you move into adulthood, that's like you have to take care of yourself and you got to learn how to do that. Yeah. It's not preachy. It's, <laughs> it's a journey. Right. It's a it's a journey. I mean, all child uh, most child development specialists say that by I guess somewhere between age two and five depending on the on the specialist, you're imprinted already for life with your psyche, your sense of self, everything that's modeled for you based on your parents, your family, your environment. And then we spend the rest of our life trying to unpack all that and make adjustments in um, in our adulthood. But to answer your question, I mean, the, the biggest tools, you know, uh, kudos to my, a business coach and a therapist who like trying to tackle both sides, like changing my mind, my money mindset and my business mindset with a business coach and then working on the internal with a therapist. Um, one is, is the money mindset and moving into a place of abundance. So you're not making decisions from based out of fear or out of scarcity. And, and the comparison game is, you know, she constantly reminds me I compare myself to other businesses or other DJs or other people, but then when I really stop, I have to go, do I actually want to be them or do I actually want what it is that they have? It's it's just a feeling of internal lack. So, um, and, and that struck me because I had a conversation with um, another DJ who, who knows a couple really big operators in California. And, and I was like, Oh, I got to get bigger. You know, I have to scale up and do more. And he's like, you know, we talked about it. And I was like, I don't, I don't know that I really want to do that. You know, there's part of me that feels like I should because, and he said, I know people that you, it's always looking, looking in the window, everybody, it seems like everybody's killing it and they're happy and you never know what's going on for people right behind the scenes. But the other tip that came from my therapist is changing my inner vocabulary. So not using should, stop shooting on yourself. Like I should this, I should that. Instead, it's I, I want. Um, and it, it's like a muscle. It takes practice. So whenever the voice comes in and you like should or should this and, you know, is literally waking up in the middle of COVID and then oh I should do emails or I should do this. And then I was like, do I have do I have to? It's like 
stop the should and then it's do I need to, do I have to? Sometimes you have to, even though you don't want to, but it, it's changing that that lens. And then oftentimes it's like, if I want to do this, I'm, I will and I'll trust that if I decide not to do it, either way I have to own the outcome of my decision. But just being conscious and going through a mental checklist instead of just functioning in a non-conscious state of mind and like a pinball. And that, that's been huge, you know, really just checking in with myself and going, what do I want? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what do you want? I want to be lazy right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and, and like I said, so I, I've been, I haven't really been aggressively marketing, but I've been fortunate, you know, that I have a, a network and, um, still have the fruits of years of networking and some corporate event planners um, that are, I mean, I've gotten some stuff done. This is, see, that's the inner critic, like devaluing the progress. I, I've got a bunch of videos done to promote virtual events and, um, you know, done a little bit of work on the website. There's more to be done, but, you know, um, I'm really liking having life balance, like bicycling and golfing. You, you like text me. I'm like, hey, I went bicycling today. Uh, it's, it's been nice. And I don't have a, I don't have a family. Um, so, um, you know, I'm, uh, trying to get back in touch with like photography and, um, being golf and just like things that there's no space or time for, uh, because I, I, I haven't car, I didn't carve it out when we were like grinding. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so back to, you know, you not feeling like you've done enough, you've done a lot. And I uh, just recently, I saw this YouTube video that you just made. Um, is that possible that you could share that with us? What, what video? Oh, it was, uh, it was about weddings. Uh, or no, it was like the top five things I think about you. Uh, I swear I, I saw it. Okay, I'm going on to uh, your YouTube page. I'm, I'm opening my YouTube page. Uh, okay. Go to your YouTube page. It is on there. I swear I've seen it. Sorry, oh, guys. This is like so, not a scripted interview. <laughs> so actually what what I did do was um ABC the Association of Bridal Consultants they they recently did an interview with like five different LA DJs um and it was a guide to get like for wedding couples about questions to ask things like that and then I got a recording of it and I chopped it up and then and cut it up into like six or eight different videos like uh, misconceptions about DJs, how to guarantee a packed dance floor, how do you pick a, the, the music for your wedding. Um, so that was some content stuff that I got done recently. Mm -hmm. Actually, you've done actually quite a bit here. Uh, you have posted one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, about eight videos within the past couple of weeks, nine, 10, 10 videos. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got like a lot done. So don't ever discredit yourself. Um, yeah, I, it, it, I appreciate that. It's a uh, habit. <laughs> and you actually do like real live events that, um, you know, that you're getting paid for, that you have to set aside time that you're doing on top of like other things. So, you know, don't ever feel that, uh, you know, you're taking a break for yourself is like not a good thing. Although we fall into that too. I do as well, um, where I feel guilty for taking a break, but uh Definitely, you know, we are very lucky that we've got these bodies that we do now. 
um, they look the way that they do, but if we're not, you know, paying attention to it, um, it could fail us, you know, like, I don't know about you, but um, yeah, being, being in the bizzle of like working and then suddenly I was talking to on point about this and then suddenly one day you know that you have got like a few days off and then your body completely starts to shut down like it's getting ready to yeah. it know that you're about to have like some time off so then that's when you start to feel achy and you're like oh my goodness this is uh catching up to me like the weeks but now you're using your days off to repair rather than like enjoy you know yeah. And I mean, I'll tell you a quick story. Um, I was in the hospital twice at last year. Um, October, uh, we had all these fires in LA and, um, and I've always had a little bit, like I get bronchitis a lot and stuff like stuff like that. Um, but I went outside and everyone's like, don't go outside. This was like the first round of fires, not before the, this was last year. And, um, I went to play volleyball and everyone's like, you shouldn't play. The air quality is bad. I was like, ah, we're like, ah, it's fine. And we played. And then, um, and then I went to Vegas the next day for a convention and I went into the casino and I'm pretty sensitive to cigarette smoke. And I was only in there for like an hour. I went back to the hotel, went to bed. I woke up at like four in the morning and I thought I was having a heart attack. Uh, called 911, went to the hospital and it's, it's, turns out it was called pleurisy. Your lungs have a thin membrane around them called the pleura and it can get inflamed. And when it does, it's really, really, really painful. Um, and it was, I mean, other than like not having the arm tingling arm, it, the, the level of pain and all the other symptoms, by the time I got to the hospital, I was having like weird little convulsions. It was, it was crazy. And I had a wedding like, the next day. And so I, as soon as I, they pumped me through of, um, antibi uh, IB pro like liquid, um, anti-inflammatories. Cause that's basically all you can do. And I checked out the same night, caught the last flight, got back to LA and, and then I had a backup, a backup DJ and assistant, but I went and did the fucking wedding the next day. Cause that's what we do. Right. Because we convince yeah. ourselves like, Oh, only I, you know, like, I mean, of course, as professionals, we have contingency plans, but that's crazy. Like, I, you should be allowed to stay in a hospital or be sick or um, heal, you know. I'm not mm -hmm. proud of that. Uh, I mean, it's it was a very particular couple, and it was like of all the couples to bail on, this was like, I just knew mm -hmm. even if we nailed it and I sent a replacement, we'd probably get a re bad review or like whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was crazy. So, um, you know, and then in December I had a kidney stone and, um, it was right in the mid, right at the end of like corporate holiday party hell week. It was like December 15th. Um, and my point is I'm rambling, but my point was like, until you hit a wall, we, we, we tend to forget, or I'll just speak to myself, like how important your health is and how I, we, it can be taken for granted. So that's why during this time, like after those two incidents, I was like hardcore quarantining initially and like I two hospital visits inside of six months and those bills rolled in even with insurance. I was like, I'm not not trying to go back in the hospital anytime soon. So just taking it easy. Yes. And where are you at right now with your health? Do you feel that, uh, you know, you've been able to balance it more? 
I guess yeah, a little now, bit more I, from like back then. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like I said, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm the most calm and relaxed I've been in a long time. Um, and you know, um, just taking, taking it day by day, literally, which has been really nice. I don't know that I've ever done that. That's good. Um, that's what I hear from uh, some people from just the events industry in general, for people who have been in it for over 10 plus years, saying that uh, this is the first time they've actually had an actual break. Like there is like, you know, a week here and a week there to like Mexico or whatever, but an actual real break just to, again, repair. Um, yeah. Especially in events, there's like no, there's no breaks, even though you're scheduled for breaks, nobody takes breaks. And when we come back, we all know it's going to be nuts, right? Like yeah. when there's a vaccine and whether it's 20, mid of 2021 or I don't know when it's going to be. But when we come back, if we can all hang on, I've been fortunate that like I've, I saved and I, you know, again, I everyone's in a different boat. Like I it, some people might be listening to it and it's like, yeah, you don't you don't have a family. You don't have the overhead and the responsibilities. And that's like you got me there. I feel I'm. In this situation, I feel lucky that I'm in a position where I can do that. Not everyone can, but I will also say, like, I've I've earned it. I've killed myself for years and passed on vacations and all these things. So I'm finally I'm in a space where I I can float for a little bit. Like getting into 2021, if things pick up, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to start figuring some shit out. But um, I'm just I I'm trusting that things will come back and when they do and I'm overwhelmed again, I'll wish I had used this time, you know, in a more relaxed manner, I guess. Yes, yes. And um, I think you I think you are uh, because I agree with you when uh, COVID, past COVID, it's gonna be really nuts. So really take this time right now to really absorb all the free time that you're gonna get because, you know, um, things are gonna pick up. I really do believe that um it is already happening virtually and uh when this is all over it's going to be a hybrid of both i really trust that um and then on that note here i've got a special link for lee specifically um if i have not asked any questions that um that i just didn't ask or like didn't miss or whatever missed and then there's stuff that you want to hear about lee or just any comments that you had about this interview please leave it in the link for him so then uh, it would just be really nice, you know, to get some love notes and just see where you guys are at. And he would like to produce better shows and stuff. Yeah, for sure. We we didn't even we didn't even we went deep. We didn't even get to tell in next time. I'm gonna give you guys a teaser. Next time, I'll tell you the story about how I accidentally dissed Nelly. Oh no, you can tell us now. No, no I'll tell. <laughs> I'll tell you next time. It's a teaser. You gotta leave him wanting teaser. more. Okay. But I, but I, but I do want to mention and give you props because, and you know this because, um, I what when you reached out and you started doing this raid train, like I hadn't DJed in. Uh, I mean, I had. I really was. I really burned out. I I had zero creative energy. And um, so this has been really fun, and I'm not hitting it hard like some of these got these these guys and gal girls and people. Um, and I and I hope to I want to do more, um, but I'm still in that space where it's I'm trying to I don't see I don't want to get in the comparison game, you know. But um, but it's been fun. It's nice to have a community. And I on an a, a interview earlier, you guys were talking about how it's. Um, there's a sense of community that sometimes is lost when you're out in the real world and everyone's competing for gigs. 
And so, and then just being inspired by seeing other people play. Cause I have always very much been in my bubble. Um, I don't really follow other people. I'm an in true introvert. So like I rarely would go to festivals or concerts and, um, and get out and see what other people are doing. Not because I'm, I think I'm so much better, uh, far from it. It's just that I just tend to stay in my bubble. So this has been really cool and, and seeing, so much talent and seeing everybody support each other. And um, yeah, and it got me, it got me, you know, back on the decks and being excited to play, which is really a gift. Uh, well, it was really important for me to have you on the Ray Train a lot. I could feel it because um, we're friends, right? Mm -hmm. And I could feel it through um, our taxes and our talks. And I just, I was, you know, you're really talented and you need to be up here. And I just, if there was anything that I could do, it's just really push you to just at least join us every week, right? So then you just come out and then, you know, share your face and do what you can and be a part of it because I don't, right now, um, you know, you can get really lost just being lost, you know, and I don't want that for yeah. people at all. It's, and I like- It's you know. easy to isolate, man. Um, you know, again, for I, you know, I know a lot of folks have families and your people interact, but when you're like, you live alone and you're already in a bubble and introvert and then COVID on top of it. Yeah. It's really easy to just uh, go down a rabbit hole. So it's been really cool. Yes. It's been very cool. And you come out every each and every time, except for, you know, a few times, you know, when you actually have gigs and stuff and I really appreciate it. And I'm so glad that you do it. And so like, I, I can't tell you how much that makes me really happy that you show up and you're with us. Like, I, I don't want to leave you behind. And so it's like, I, I want you with us and now you are. And I just want to let you know that. So oh, I appreciate that. True story. I'm actually in my garage here. So cool <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> so we're going to have um, a Gabriel close here for you guys. And you guys are going to watch him in action. It's going to be amazing. Um, he's really dynamic, really, really fun. And again, uh, please hit up that link. Um, Lee would love to hear your thoughts and because I'm going to bring him back for a second interview. Yeah. All right, guys. Yeah, second interview. And yeah. thank you, On Point. Thank you. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much. You have a whole team now. It's awesome. Yes, the team that went from, and I'm going to keep saying it, I'm sorry, but it was one person, which was me, to six people now. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that pretty rad. So, all right, thank you guys. See you in Gabe's room. See you. Peace. Okay, and now you're still with me. I'm just going to end broadcast over on this side over here and broadcast and broadcast. Cool. All right. And how did you like that interview with Hey Mr. DJ Lee? Yes. All right. So again, uh, any kind of notes that you want to leave, any questions, uh, the link is in the bio as well. Um, right now, D, uh, DJ Lee is just killing it in the virtual world. Um, he has not been twitching much. Actually, neither of them do. Uh, Gabriel or Lee, they don't... Uh, really do twitch as much as the other guys but that's because they're doing in real life events and making real money so let's be honest here <laughs> that is what's happening and that is where the focus is and that's where the focus should be although there are some djs that have really taken a liking to twitch um again this is like a 
Completely different topic, which I will do in the future. If you'd like me to do in the future, I'll probably do it in the future. <clears throat> About the different types of DJs. Because、uh, when you're on Twitch, you know,、um, everybody looks like a DJ, but we all come in different、uh, experience and levels and mindsets and all that jazz. So, yes, again, these guys don't Twitch very much, but, you know, like Lee, I would have to say、um, his visuals are ridiculous.、Uh, and I've been with him on a few other.、Um, Events to watch him、uh, do his thing. He is so extremely charming and、um, he's so good with the crowd, especially having to do something through Zoom.、Um, and yeah, and you would know because this is the thing, right? Not、uh, just because you don't see somewhere, some, somebody somewhere doesn't mean that they're not professional or they're not doing something else.、Um, So, not assuming that that's what you're assuming, but for those there that don't understand the DJ world, I need to just shout out that Lee is doing such a freaking amazing job. And、um, his services are just.、Uh, if you've ever been in Zoom, which we all have,、um, it could get really boring. And he's got ways and games and the way he hosts. And the visuals, it just is just so all encompassing awesome. Like you are,、uh, you're into it,、um, you're engaged, and he knows just the right amount to give you so that you can leave feeling like you want more. He's got a really great way of doing that. So if you're in the LA area, hit him up, especially for not just virtual. I'm hyping, hyping up the virtual portion, which Is actually really hard to do all this,、uh, you know, all the stuff that we've had to learn through tech and everything, which will be another podcast. All right, that's it.、Um, I'm gonna end this、uh, stream, <laughs> end this podcast with this,、uh, these notes.、Um, again,、uh, check these fellows out.、Um, Bakersfield is Gabriel. And、um, they both do,、uh, well, Gabriel's more into weddings. A little bit of corporate. Lee is a lot of corporate, a lot of weddings. So, yeah, I think I got that information correct. If not, I can always redo this whole thing. And,、um, but they'll just have to reach out to me because I think that's what the facts are. Or you can reach out to them. Okay. All right. TJ Pre out. Oops, forgot to also mention that this is the last of the MGP music interviews. Just looking at、uh, all the episodes I've uploaded already, this is it. That was,、uh, there was more to the group of MGP music I've missed.、Uh, we couldn't get those,、uh, we can lock in the guys at the date of the event that I was doing these interviews on.、Uh, but hopefully in the future, or not, who knows?、Um, taking each day as they come. But that is it. And is MGP music going to open up again? Is it? Well, you will find out in the future. But in the meantime, if you're on Twitch, please support all the DJs that are on there.、Um, and I mean by support, not just in bits and subscriptions, but in a follow. But also when raids are happening,、uh, be sure to.、Um, Give them some love in the way of、uh, if they are running a wedding or a corporate business or both,、uh, 
uh, see if they're on Google and go to Google My Business and see if they're on there and then leave them some really good reviews because that is what they are banking on to um, have to get leads for their businesses. So um, yeah, please do that. That would be awesome. Just shouting that out for everybody. I know it takes a few minutes. Uh, it takes time to do, but um, you know, copy whatever it is that you write in the chat that's love and then just copy and paste it right into a Google business review. All right, those are my two cents. That's it. And now we are going to head over to um, my next set of interviews that I did way, way before MGP music interviews. So that was actually about a year ago um, where I did interviews on Instagram live. Um, not on uh, Twitch and YouTube like I have been for all these ones. So, um, yeah, right at the beginning. Okay, stay tuned for that. DJ Pre, out. <laughs>